Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Belly of Sports Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, September 22nd. In today's episode, we are going to break down the official release of the Orlando Magic Classic Edition jersey to celebrate the 35th anniversary um, of the Orlando Magic. We're going to also break down some comments that Coach Moses said on the Hoops Hype podcast in regards to Apollo and Franz and then there's uh there's a player out there that um that's being a rumor not necessarily rumor but is on the move um and Buddy Heald and should the Orlando Magic target a player like Buddy Heald but before we get into that uh what's going on man uh we're only a couple weeks away from uh from training camp man how we feeling I'm excited man I think what are we two weeks week and a half away from it I am excited. I know we started making plans for media day, who we're going to be sending and things like that. So it's, it's becoming real now. The fact that we are only a week and a half away, it's surreal to me. Uh, I think three weeks from today, exactly. I think we're going to be playing our first, actually our second preseason game already. So it's getting close, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I am also, man. Um, it's it's uh it's a crazy itch just because, man, there, there's a lot to be excited about. You really want to see, um, really what this nucleus of 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 you know young core that we have in addition to Anthony Black and and Jet Howard we just recently saw a video of Jet Howard um uh, practicing um out in Michigan um in his old stomping grand, uh grounds in 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 the campus and just just throwing up crazy shots in his workout and knocking down every single one of it so it's a lot to be excited for um and and we're we're literally a couple weeks away so um yeah so the the magic did announce finally the reveal of of the new court of the new jersey we talked a little bit about it last week but we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like we had some ideas um the magic did announce that it's going to be the uh the blue stars t-mac era jerseys which which is awesome i'm super excited about i'm actually wearing it right now the original, yes, so I, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't need to buy the new one just because I got the OG <laughs> and, and T-Mac's my guy, so I'm excited about that. But um, first and foremost, man, what was your initial reaction? They they announced it. What, what was the first thing that came through your mind? Dude, it was exciting. Um, I, I know we expected, I know we talked about it on last week's episode, we expected maybe the white uh, Stars jersey. That was kind of what yep. we were thinking that was going to be. Um, but for it to be the blue one, it was a nice surprise. They are so clean. I mean, they were clean back then. They are still clean now. And they're literally a copy of what they used to be uh, 20 years ago now. Uh, so I'm excited, man, to see this young core playing these jerseys. The only downside is they're only going to wear them 10 times. I'm like, come on, man. You can't do that to us. Have this amazing core, amazing jersey, and only wear it 10 times a year. Um, but it is what it is. I'll take it. I'll take 10 times over not wearing it at all. Uh, but it's exciting. It, it's beautiful, man. It, it's it's. I cannot wait to see this team on opening night against the Rockets wearing that jersey on the new court, um, throwback court, I guess. Um, so I'm excited for it. What about you? What were your first initial reactions when you first saw it uh, on Twitter or wherever you saw it? Yeah, so I, I know that you know there, there's a there's a big portion of people out there that really wanted the the old school pinstripes, and I get it. But this is definitely one of my favorite jerseys, so I'm super hyped about it. 
Um, I, I love the fact that it does go alongside the core. I think it's for me personally, it's going to be super nostalgic. Um, and I, and I love it, man. I, I love that they went with it. I love the modernized look, um, that it has as well. I like that they went with the, the kind of throwback look of the Nike logo. I think that looks extremely clean. Um, and, and when it comes to classic uniform, just in general, man, just across the board, um, against other teams. And, and I know that I'm biased and, and I know that we're homers, but you know, I, I don't, I don't see, man, I don't, I don't see any other team from a throwback perspective. Um, of it really getting anywhere close to what we're 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 wearing this season, let alone, you know what I mean. So um, it's cool, but you're right, man. Ten games is definitely not enough. Um, they, this is one of those things where they're really going to have to, in my opinion, uh, should have been more just to kind of you know plaster it out there because it's something to be proud of. Um, and now I'm even more excited to see what they'll end up coming up with um, for the city edition for this season. So that's going to be exciting. So I wonder how and how and what direction they're going to go to in, in, in terms of trying to experiment. You know, last year, the, the theme was um, Kingdom on the Rise. And that, and that mm-hmm. was the, the kind of the, the Kingdom chain link uh, armory look on the jersey from last year, which was pretty neat. I, I like the direction, but I'm hoping, you know, we're able to capitalize on this. So it, it's going to be exciting with, with that release for sure. So it's funny, that was crossing my mind right now. I'm like, all right, only 10 times for the classic edition. I'm guessing the city edition, we'll see it 15, 20 times. So again, right. I think that's a reason for it. Um, that's the next thing that we got to wait for. And usually we start hearing about it sometime in October. The actual like release date is usually in November. So about a month or two months away from, from finding out. But I do hope it's some sort of classic look as well. I do kind of hope that they play tribute to this 35th anniversary and keep it kind of in the same theme. Um, I know it won't be the pinstripe jerseys just because that that will be considered a classic edition and a city edition um i just hope we're done with the orange i think uh, i've had enough of it let's move away yeah, i kind of like what we did last year it was cool yeah i think we've moved on past that for sure yeah so but i'm excited it's gonna be another thing to look forward to here as the season gets going now let me let me ask you just just in terms of how the jersey really looks like if you remember on the actual official court releases um, the, the, pin, the, the star jerseys were, it was definitely more of a shinier look, right. Mm-hmm. To where, you know, if, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, this is kind of the way that it will look like where it's more of a, not necessarily that saying that it's con based, but it's not, it doesn't have that shiny glare to it. Um, do you, do you prefer it that way do, or do you wish that it did so have the shiny look kind of, you know, how it was before in the past? I did like the shiny look. I think it made it different. It made it kind of come to life a little more. Um, I got to see it in person. Uh, if it is anything like the last few editions of jerseys they've come out with, like the last few blue jerseys they've come out with, um, they look nice. So I'm hoping that they keep that going uh, and that in person it will look nice. I mean, the, the photos were amazing. The, the videos that we saw were amazing. So I just, I am assuming in person they will look even better. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the shiny look would be even better if that is the case. Yeah. Now when they released, uh, the image of, or, or when they brought Jalen Suggs out wearing the uniform and, and they did the release on the court, they did so with, uh, Nick Anderson, Richard Lewis, Hito Tarklu was there. Um, and then Ryan Anderson also came out with a, a very limited edition, 
uh, Orlando Magic jacket. I can't remember who the partnership was with, but it looked absolutely ridiculous in the best way possible. Like the jacket looks awesome in every aspect. Um, now the issue with it is that there's a there's a hefty <laughs> price tag with this five hundred dollars for this jacket. Um, now let let me ask you because I know you were contemplating. All right, and this is you specifically because if if our viewers uh, remember, we're we're talking about the same individual that bought tickets to go see the Golden State Warriors play in Golden State during the playoffs. So for somebody that I know for a fact could spare the five hundred dollars for a jacket, you know, is that something in your budget? Is that something that you would consider buying? So let me clarify there. So I went to Boston to watch Golden State in the finals. <laughs> You're absolutely right, but that doesn't make that point better. (laughs) So um, I'm going to blame an individual actually on the podcast today, and that is our good friend, Dylan, uh, who convinced me and said, you know what, man, this is one of a hundred. I can't believe Did you really pull the trigger? I did, man. I did. I actually ended up getting it. I think it was last Sunday. They still had some (laughs) for sale. So I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. Um, there's reasons behind it. Uh, I'm doing some stuff personally that, that deserve some sort of reward to my own self. I'll tell you guys okay. later on when it's, when it's done. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'm giving myself a, a gift ahead of time, uh, for what I'm about to accomplish in my life. So that was the reason behind it. My wife was cool with it. Uh, but yeah, man, the 500 bucks was not an easy thing to, uh, to process in the moment. But once I pick it up on October 30th, I think they I were able to go pick it up. Uh, that's going to be exciting. And the fact that only a hundred people get it, uh, it's one of those things where when kids come around, whatever it may be, uh, it, it's a classic, man. You, you gotta be able to pass that down, man. I can't believe, I can't believe you're convinced. I can't believe you dropped the money on that. It, the, listen, the, the jacket is dope. The jacket is fire. Here's my issue. It's a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason why it's a collector's item because it's a jacket and we live in Florida. How often yep. do you really see yourself wearing this jacket? So the benefit of this is the benefit is Amway is super cold. And as you oh. guys know, I go to every game. So I'm wearing this jacket. Some way, somehow I'm going to wear this jacket. <laughs> it may not be March. It may not be early October, but winter months, I'm wearing this jacket. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm pleasantly surprised that you really bought the jacket. Um, now my my next question is what what size was it? Was it a large? Medium. A medium. Dude, I can't yeah. fit in a medium. I can't even borrow it. I know, I uh, know. We should have like... collectively talked about this. This is a terrible strategy. <laughs> All right, well nice, nice. So now you and Dylan you'll you'll be able to match and and it's it's gonna be one of those things. It's kinda like owning a Jeep, right? When you're when you're driving around and you see another Jeep and you honk at oh, him, yeah. give him the nod. Now, when you uh, walk around the Amway Center, you see someone else with the same jacket. You'd be able to make that eye contact and be like, "Man, you're 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 as committed as I am." Five hundred dollars is not it's not cheap, man. That's that's a it's that's not. a pretty penny. It's not. And if you, if anyone knows me, like I said, I I'm not one to like buy expensive clothing and watches. Like that's just not who I am. Uh, but again, this, this one thing, I'm like, you know what, man? I think down the road, it'll be worth it. Yeah, so for me, I tried. I try to convince myself to plunge, and uh, and buy and buy it. Um, so I, I sent a I sent a text message to my wife, 
And I told her to give me one very good reason why I shouldn't buy this jacket. And before you answer, it's a collector's item. <laughs> They're only making a hundred and I have every intentions of passing this down to my son, right? I gave her every excuse of why this is a really good idea. And she said, you're not paying $500 for a jacket. You live in Florida. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't matter what the jacket looks like. I then sent her the picture of what the jacket looked like. And she's like, damn, that's a really nice jacket, but you're still not spending that much. And so I'm like, the thing. you're right. You win. You can travel in the winter. You can go to Denver, New York, Boston. You, this will force you to travel to places you probably wouldn't go to in the past because you have right. the jacket now. Right. So right. go right. back to her. Let her know about this different view. Yeah, Maybe I'll don't be, change I'll her, be, her mind. Listen, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest <laughs> with you, man. With with uh with all the promotions and and the pictures that they took, that the the Orlando Magic did an amazing job with the with the marketing and and everything. There was uh those other jackets that looked like they were more in my price range. It looked like they were more in the hundred and fifty, two hundred. I don't even know if I was spending that much money, but for that five hundred dollars, you could have bought yourself Apollo, a Franz, a Markel Folds. A, you know, Anthony Black, you could have got yourself a good a collection. Four 35th anniversary edition jersey um, with the amount that you spent on that jacket. But I'm sure that jacket is going to fulfill um, all your all your medium sized desires. <laughs> but I will tell you what. It's going to be a challenging year, man, going to Amway, going to games, because I'm sure there'll be so much merchandise with an old school logo. You know what we're oh, doing. Yeah. So it's going to be a really, really tough year to not spend money on like a hat and a shirt and just random things because this doesn't come around like every often. They're not going to go back to using this logo for merchandising for a while, if ever again. So it's going to be challenging this year. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So you, you actually, uh, you, you reminded me on my only, my only uh, pitfall with these uniforms. The only thing that, that kind of caught my eye that I was like, man, that, that doesn't, necessarily fit i'm not mad at it but it, it kind of it's like a like an eyesore in a sense just because it, it didn't match the time frame which is um if you remember looking at the uniform the shorts on the on the waistband right mm -hmm. in the middle they utilized the the original orlando magic yes. logo which is the ball and i thought to myself i'm like why is that logo on the waistband when we have you know the the dwight the dwight howard era logo in the middle of the court it would just make more sense to utilize that logo with that time frame on the waistband but instead you know they utilize a, a different logo from a different era um which kind of leads me to believe you know when we're when we're talking about you know steps forward of of a rebrand um, you know, I'm starting to be more and more convinced that that's the direction that the magic would end up going. And in essence, it would be a brand new logo because the, uh, from my understanding, the just the old school logo was the full on Orlando magic, you know, font lettering with the ball. So maybe, maybe that's something that they will primarily look at at the future. But when, when, if I'm, if I'm nitpicking, that's the one thing that I, that caught my attention that I'm just like, uh, I wish like, I wish it, it matched more. It just didn't make sense to me. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. But that's one thing that I saw that was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. I think it was their way of playing, again, tribute to the whole 35 years of existence. So they have the pinstripes on the side, the stars throughout the jersey. Now they have the old school logo there, like kind of small. You really won't be able to see it very much. Um, that was my thinking behind it. But to your, to your point, it doesn't quite match what we got going on with the rest yeah. of the jersey. But hey. 
I'll take it. Yeah. It, it was also cool that, you know, you, you had all these different players that you were representing, um, you know, when they announced uh, the reveal and they were all wearing their respective uniforms from their era. Tracy McGrady was eventually there from what I saw from social media. I wish that he was, he would have been there when they were doing the the panel interviews and, and the actual mm-hmm. release. Um, Cause it would have been cool, man. He's the one that made that uniform iconic. Um, but anyways, mo- moving along, coach most coach most made some comments on a recent podcast with hoops hype. Um, that was interviewed by Michael uh, Scott. And he said specifically giving some high praise for Franz and Paolo. Um, leading off with Paulo saying Paulo is a combination of Carmelo, LeBron, and Tatum. There are different combinations of things they possess, the passing skills, the ability to score in different areas, and the power that they possess. When you think about Paulo's game, is that who you see? Do you see Carmelo, LeBron, and Jason Tatum in his game? Do you, do you believe that that's an accurate description? So that's funny that he said that because... When he first came into the league, rookie season, first few games, people did say, like, whoa, this dude is like LeBron-like in the way that he goes to the basket and just bullies people around the basket. Okay, so I can see that. Then we saw, as the season went on, him getting better and better with the mid-range, the pull-ups. And that's like, wait, that's Carmelo-like, backing up people, little fadeaways. Again, very Carmelo-like. And I think the Tatum connection is the Duke connection. There's just a lot of similarities. They're, they're big guards, but they play, they're, they're big forwards, but they play like guards. Um, some similarity, I, I hope. Tatum was a guy that when we drafted J.I., I'm like, man, please, man, please, like, let's jump in the lottery. I wanted Tatum so bad back then because he had a skill that we didn't have. It was a, create, a shot creation. It was a, a guy that can just pull the ball in the hoop. We're seeing that with Paolo now, too. So I can definitely see it. He's got like this weird mix of the three of them. Um, but the one guy that he reminds me the more of really is LeBron. He can pass the ball. He can really just grab a rebound and go and be a playmaker. Uh, he can score at will. So I can definitely see it. But if I had to pick one of those three that I kind of lean more towards, it has to be LeBron for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, who who am I to to tell Coach Mose that he's incorrect? I mean, if that's who he sees, that's who he sees. I, I don't disagree. Um, Carmelo, LeBron, and Tatum um, are are a great combination of skill sets to have. If you remember coming into the league, I think NBA Draft.net had you know Paolo Bancaro NBA comparison to be Julius Randle. <laughs> you know, I think I think somebody somewhere says something about you know less athletic Blake Griffin. You know, these, these are people that, that, you know, he was compared to. So, uh, we know the skill set that, that Paolo Bancaro brings. Um, the fact that, you know, he's, he, we, we had him play primary ball handling, uh, primary ball handler in the beginning of the season due to injuries and, you know, spend some time at, at the center now with the USA. This is a player that, you know, can really fit whatever the need of the team is at any point, any, any given time. Um, and, and you see, you see it, man, you, you see his, his big body, his big frame. That's what he came in the NBA, um, with, he came with the NBA ready body. You know, he's, he's, he's a walking bucket. You know, he's exactly what you would expect to get out of the caliber of Carmelo LeBron and Tatum. This is why, you know, I really don't understand why he hasn't received the same level of hype as, you know, what we're seeing with Victor Wembanyama now, you know, in, in a lot of sense, the argument can be made that. Uh, if anything, his rookie season was shadowed by Victor Wimbanyama. Um, 
and it's 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 something that we're unfortunately going to continue to see um but i think that's the part that's exciting about him he may not have the same hype as carmelo lebron or tatum um but his impact you know it's 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 right there and this is a season that i believe that we're going to be able to see a, a, a ton of growth from paulo because his impact um you know we're going to be able to see see him reflect more if the team can stay healthy reflect more on the in the win column yeah 100 percent. i mean and the point is here like last year he had a historic rookie season that cannot be denied and to your point unfortunately it was overshadowed by the whole victor Wambayama coming to the league and this and that but reality is when you look at his stats what he did last year as a rookie it's historic man like he did the kid had an amazing amazing rookie season um so to your point he doesn't have the hype that those guys have the little carmelo lebron tatum um but in reality i think he'll he'll put the league in no on notice here over the next year or two he already did as a rookie but that will continue in my mind as uh, his career develops yeah and then for franz he says franz is a mixture between chris middleton Kawhi leonard and kevin durant in the footwork there's so many aspects these guys take from each one of those guys. You don't want to label them as just one um, person, this or that person. There's a combination of each one that they possess because they studied the game and they watched these great players. You know, Franz Wagner was a player that, you know, his NBA comp was supposed to be Mike Dunleavy Jr. Um, I mean, listen, this is this is a player that led his, his international team um, to a gold medal for the World Cup. Um, there's an argument to be made that he's the best player in his draft class. If you were to do a redraft, there's no way that he falls under three. Um, and if the Golden State Warriors could go back and redo it all, we know for a fact that they will end up drafting Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner is that dude. Uh, Franz Boogie is a player that, you know, it's, it's, we, f we feel as if we won the number one pick back to back because um he is not he is not the player that we saw during uh uh some train uh excuse me not training camp but summer league summer league everyone yep. was kind of worried or the player that you know when he got drafted there was a wave of booze at the amway center this is a player that could easily be our best player he could he has a chance the opportunity to be you know the face of the franchise um there there's 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 just there's he's he has that level of swagger to him you know one day one game it could be paula next game it can be franz um and the awesome thing about it is that you know it's it's i don't i don't think i don't see them as you know a uh, uh, batman robin i i see as we have two batmans yeah i completely agree with you i mean but a guy that he kind of resembles a little bit to me is his fellow countryman uh dirk nowitzki i think he's a guy that never really showed too much in the court as far as like oh my god look at his his athleticism or look at this but he did just enough to win games he did just enough to drop 20 points a night consistently and i think france is getting to that level so they're not the same player of course dirk was a very different player than he is i'm talking about demeanor the way they carry themselves it, it's very alike kind of quiet demeanor but yet they're killers that they, they they seem kind of soft so they don't jump too high but yet they seem like hey they, they go out there and they compete they play through injuries. They they don't back down against anyone. Um, that's one thing that I really, really like about France, man. That, that kind of compliment that he is to Paolo. It, it's kind of unique. He's very different than Paolo is. Paolo's a little more flashy. It gets a lot more attention, a lot stronger. So I, I love what he does on the court. I love that he's been able to, again, go internationally, win a medal for Germany. Um, this kid, to your point, has the chance to be possibly our best player. It doesn't have to be 
a competition. I'm not saying that he, who's better, Paulo or Franz. No, I'm just saying down the road, you may look back and say, man, like his career was maybe better than Paulo's, or for sure, it might be better than what we all expected when we drafted him. Um, so we got definitely lucky. Major props to our front office for seeing something in him that no one saw. Um, and hey, hopefully that happens with Jeff Howard. Similar reaction this year. We got Jeff Howard and we were like, wait, what? And we were all kind of, what did just happen? Grady Dick was there. So let's see. They know something we don't know. It worked out once. If it works out again, hey, we may have struck gold once again. I mean, this is a season, right? This is a season that, you know, the, the goal is to, to win games. It's not to, you know, have eyes on the next draft. It's not, it's not necessarily not saying that there's not a, a focus around development because obviously there is with, with still a very, very young team. But the goal, the objective is to win. Now, one aspect of trying to win could be an avenue where the Magic do decide at some point to make a trade to be able to, you know, advance or, or you know, lift um, the talent on this roster. And, and the talk of the town right now is the Indiana Pacers pretty much saying that they're working with Buddy Heald to be able to find a new home for him for a trade. So my question to you is, Buddy Heald, who is considered to be one of the best shooters in the NBA, is this a player that you would hope that the Magic are in talks for? Are you hoping that the Magic pick up the phone and, and inquire in regards to what the Magic would have to give up in order to bring Buddy Hill to Orlando? A thousand percent. Um, listen, we, we've known for years, uh, I think it's been close to a decade that we haven't had a shooting team, a team that can just go out there and, and you know they're going to hit three, 10 plus three-pointers a night. When we do, it's surprising, it's fun, we get excited. But reality is we have lacked three-point shooting for many, many years. What's an easy way to fix that? Hey, go get yourselves one of the best shooters in the NBA. That, that will definitely help. Um, we talked about Paolo. We talked about France. We talk about now adding to the equation guys like Markel and Wendell Carter. They need spacing. You add a shooter in the corner. That's all he has to do is stand in the corner. All of a sudden, you can't double-team Paolo. You can't come and help out when Markel's going to the hoop. It opens up the floor drastically for this team. Now, you might say, hey, we got Gary Harris already. What's the point? I love Gary Harris. Great vet. I would say decent shooter. He's a good shooter. I don't think he's a great shooter. He's a decent shooter. But again, when you have a chance to get one of the elite guys in the NBA at any skill, rebounding, shot blocking, shooting, and you are in the conversations, you have the assets to make that move, why shouldn't you call? Um, he may cost more than we may be willing to give. I know we are attached to all the guys in this roster, but I will throw something out there. If you give Gary Harris the 2025 Denver pick a few seconds and pick a young guy, I, I, I'm not going to throw a name out there because I just know who I would give up. I don't want to give up anybody, but if you have to pick a young guy that you, you may be willing to part ways with, you have to consider it, man, because if your goal is really to win games and take this team a little bit closer to a playoff contention, this is one of the few guys that I'm like, you know what? Make that move because he's a vet. He can shoot it. He's not known to be injury prone. And his role here won't be to be the primary guy. It's what he's doing in Indiana already, which is be a vet that can hit shots and that can add value to our team. So if you ask me and I was running things in Orlando, I will make a call. What would it cost? And then make a decision. But at the very least, give, your chance, give yourself a chance. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the drawback of Buddy Heald would be he turns 31 in December. 
Um, contract wise, he's on the final year of his contract. So he's, he's on the verge of becoming a free agent. Maybe there's a deal that can be done of, you know, uh, being able to do a sign and trade, whatever case may be. Um, so where you're able to have him long-term, the issue is, are you willing to pay him? Is he worth, you know, $25 million to uh, 25 million a year? Is he a 25 million a year player that you would want on the roster at 31 years old? You know, in terms of, you know, age, he doesn't necessarily match the future of, of Franz Paolo. He has one, you know, really good contract left. Um, but at the same time, you're hoping to do damage in the next, you know, two to three years, really, really make runs in the next two to three years. Um, and this is a player that when, when it comes to being an elite shooter, he falls in that category. So I'm not I'm not necessarily against it. I think ultimately what it comes down to is what the Magic would have to give up. Um, in order to do so, you know, would, would Gary Harris be, would Gary Harris and, and maybe Chuma and, and whatever else, would that, would that be enough to entice Indiana? I don't think so. Um, the magic, Actually, in my opinion, if they're getting rid of Buddy Heald, then you're also thinking, all right, so Miles Turner's also out the door. So now you're, they're looking to collect, you know, young assets who, who the magic. And, and that's, that's the thing that people need to remember when it comes to, you know, wanting players to trade for. Everyone is really attached to the players that we have. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Um, when you're asking to trade for Buddy Heald, you're also asking to lose some of these players. Who is it that you're really willing to give up on? Is Jalen Suggs a player that you're willing to give up on for Buddy Heald? You're, you're talking no. about the two the two guard position, right? If you're talking about the two guard position, man, that that means you're you're keeping Jalen Suggs on on the pine for the next couple of years. And, and I think that for me, this is this is really the the turning point when I when I ask myself and I convince myself outside of Buddy Heald is I, I want to see I want to see what a full off a full healthy off season for Jalen Suggs really really looks like. You know, in the beginning of the season, people gave him a lot of crap for you know and how he was playing. It took him a little bit to really get into the groove. And towards the end of the season, uh, mid season towards the end of the season. You know, he he was able to, to to raise his game and he started balling out. I want to see what that looks like this season. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, Jalen Suggs, I would not be able to give to, to give him up. Um, I will say, if anything, and it's hard to say because I love him to death, but the, it would have to be Cole Anthony, if you ask me, or maybe even Anthony Black. But I will say one thing. I will say one thing. Gary Harris is from Indiana, if I'm not mistaken. So would he be entertaining the idea of going back home? That may be a situation where, hey, maybe that, that trade can work. Um, I don't know. That may be something. But, but that's, that's the thing. Is that, is that really what Indiana wants? Again, in my, in my opinion, and, and here's, here's, a, here's the flip side of it, right? Is, you know, uh, their, their new head coaching hire, that, is, that, is that what he wants? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that is that really what he does? He want a new rookie team. Uh, from he he wanted to compete. He wanted to compete now. You know, he's not he's not trying to 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 try to win with a young team, and that and that's why he he was so against like Miles Turner losing Miles Turner. He wanted to keep mm-hmm. him as as long as possible. Um. So I don't I don't know I don't know if that's something that Rick Carlisle really wants. That's the thing. They, they got to figure it out. Well, what do they want? I mean, now, if they're not going to keep them, they can't be picky then in that situation. That's the bad thing when this stuff comes out and it becomes public. It's so now teams can, can kind of lowball Indiana and say, hey, we're not going to give you a bunch of stuff because he's going to leave no matter what. So what do you want? 
So where I think Gary Harris might be beneficial is that it's an expiring contract, just like he is. He's a vet, just like he is. Um, we can just throw assets to them and say, hey, we're going to give you Gary Harris plus these picks that you wouldn't have had otherwise. But then again, what can all the teams offer? Does he want to go to Miami, LA, these big teams that are competing? Sure, go do it, but they won't give you a package, I think, in my opinion, better than the Magic. They, they just don't have the, the assets to pull it off. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't think ultimately the Magic make a move. I believe the front office is truly bought into the idea of seeing this team healthy once again, like seeing what we got before making big decisions. Um, so in my mind, it's not going to happen, but it would be cool to at least see the Magic thrown in the, in the equation. Like we saw a tweet today saying the Magic were in the conversations with, with Indiana already. If that is the case, I'm happy. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking that we pull a trigger. I just want to see Orlando in conversations. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that tweet came from a, a reliable source. But yeah, um, I will say just kind of briefly looking at you know the Indiana Pacers, Pacers rosters. You got Tyrese Halliburton. They just picked up. Uh, they were able to acquire Obi Toppin and and Bruce Brown Jr. from the Nuggets. Um, they still have obviously Miles Turner on their roster. They have you know Benedict Matherin who balled out last year. Um, so I don't I don't see them blowing it up. You know, for to in, in that capacity, you you have Bruce Brown Jr. That you know he's 27 years old. Tyrese is about 23. Obi Toppin's still pretty young. So I'm interested to see the the direction that they go to. There there was talks on on the other teams being L.A. Um, uh, it was the Lakers and I think Milwaukee Bucks and there was one other team. And I think that you know Milwaukee, in my opinion, that that would be a great spot for them. But you know, from a Magic perspective, the the hope and the expectation is the Magic should be active. You know, they should be making calls. At the very least, you know, it's, it's we would want to hear them working just to see, even if it doesn't come to flourishing, um, you want them to be able to at least be a part of the mix and, and find out. You know, uh, we saw a report today that um, the Phoenix Suns, they're, they're looking to, to help and be a part of any trade um, to support Portland Trailblazers in a trade for for um, Damian Lillard, not necessarily tra- trading for Dame, but to at least help facilitate and be a third man in in some capacity. You know, I hope the Magic are in some conversation in some capacity um, to be in the mix. You know, just to be able to upgrade or or see if there's any opportunity to upgrade the roster at any point. Let me ask you this: So we know clearly that Portland supposedly doesn't want Tyler Hero. They like we don't want him. We don't want him. We don't want him. Cool. Kid's still young. Again, one of the best shooters in the NBA. Would you like to see Orlando being thrown in that equation and say, hey, maybe Tally Hero comes to Orlando instead of Buddy Heald? It's a younger player, fits the timeline way better. Or are you like, nah, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want him here? I, honestly, I, and this, is, this was the conversation as well that we've seen pretty often in, in social media. I'm, I'm okay without Tyler Hero. It concerns me that the Miami Heat played so much better without him in the postseason. I'll be honest with you. It concerned me uh, a good amount. It surprised me. Um, True. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I would honestly, if it was me, I want the Magic to be in every conversation possible. But I'm also okay with waiting until, you know, the trade deadline before we start making moves. You know, I, I really, I really want to see what we have with Jalen Suggs. Um, and, you know, I, I think for right now, especially a player like Tyler Hero, I'm, I'm okay. I, there's, there's nothing about Tyler Hero, in my opinion, that, you know, entices me. It, it, and, and you really look at it, Miami Heat, they don't even want him. You know, they're dying, <laughs> dying for Portland to take him off their hands. They're dying for it. Um, and I think that it's, it's eye opening for them that they were able to, 
you know, get as far as they did without Tyler Hero as well. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the only thing that's kind of enticing for me is having, you know, a lineup of Markel, Tyler Hero, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell. That's a really, really solid young lineup that kind of has a little bit of everything. Has shooting, has uh, playmaking, has a guy that can score at will in Paolo. It will be, again, it will be like a, in my mind, a, a very solid starting five for years to come. But my issue with him, to your point, there's some red flags. Miami doesn't want him. What, what's going on there? And then on top of that, too, his contract is incredibly, incredibly expensive. Uh, we got to sign Paolo, Franz, and a few years of contract extensions. Do we really want a big contract like that in our books? Right. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, uh, real quick, let's talk about Markel Fultz. So there was a video that came out of Markel Fultz working out. Um, he cut his hair. So right now he's, he's kind of rocking the, uh, the low cut. Um, but let me, let me ask you the, the talk around the town is that his jump shot is looking more fluid and it's looking like the jump shot of old. Um, what are your thoughts on the video? I, I feel like this is a conversation that, uh, we obviously have every single off season, but is this a season now where we really say, okay, that, that jump shot uh, from Washington is back. So I wouldn't say it's that the jump shot from Washington necessarily, but I will say it's a jump shot that we saw the last week of last season. I don't know if you remember that. He kind of went into this mood of like, hey, let me just start messing around. In Miami, the last game of the season, he, I think he shot two or three three-pointers that were just clean. Comparing his form from before to what he was showing us in that game, it looked completely better. His release was way higher, way faster. And that's the same jump shot that we're seeing this offseason and this clips that we're seeing. It's, it's that higher release, faster release. All I can say is, man, if that jump shot is somewhat reliable and it looks the way that it's looking right now and the way that it looked against the Heat last season before the season ended, watch out, man, because this kid was playing at a high level. He was already dropping 18 to 20 points a night easily. He made us so much better by just being on the court. If he can just add that threat now that, hey, you have to guard Markel on the three-point line, you cannot just back off of him, watch out. That, that whole fourth seed tweet, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but sixth seed, seventh seed, I can believe it. Yeah, he's been working with the uh, the guard whisperer. Um, yep. Honestly, I don't care what his jump shot looks like. Yeah, I feel like we harp on it way too much. Um, his mid-range is, 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 is butter. It's, it's something that he's very, very effective at. Um, obviously, stretching the ball um, behind the three-point line, we, we've seen him struggle from behind the line but he also takes a shot he's not afraid of taking the shot so i don't care what it looks like um there's been plenty of nba players that have had ugly jump shots that somehow they still go in um and i've trusted markel Fultz. uh if i'm being 100 percent honest with you uh he he's our he's our point guard obviously we want him to stretch the floor but you know he's he's able to find impacts in other ways which is getting other people involved which is penetration is is him being very slithery um and and whatever it is i'm i'm willing to accept and and live with and markel folds is my point guard and and i'm riding with him and i think that you know regardless of what that jump shot looks like i i think that it is welcoming and it is a you know something to be hyped about um going into the season but this is a conversation that we have every single all season oh yeah it's oh man the the release of the the Markel Folds workout off season workout video. It's like a it's like a, <laughs> a off season tradi- tradition at this point. Um, th- there's a high likelihood that when we get into the season, the jump shot's going to look completely different. It's just the way that it is. 
Um, if it does look different, awesome. If it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. Um, Markel is still going to be Markel, and you know, him being healthy is such a, a a massive, 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 massive um indication of where this team will end up going because without him we've seen what this team is and the magic are obviously a million times better with him leading the roster yeah it, it just hit me right now so here, as i heard you talking man this is actually actually the first training camp that i can remember and again we're only a week away week and a half hopefully with him jinx this that we're heading into camp with like a healthy markel a healthy j.i when was the last time we had a healthy j.i heading into training camp my goodness it, again that just gets me excited, man, because this team looked so good at times when, like, J.I. was playing, Michael was playing. To see this team actually spend the whole offseason training and, and, you know, getting ready for the season and actually be healthy and older, more mature now, it's going to be a fun, fun season. That's for sure. Yeah, I think the only real injury concern that we've seen is maybe Franz Wagner with his ankle that we know that isn't too serious because he was able to play with it in the final, yeah. in the final cup game. So. Um, man, a lot to be excited for. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're we're gonna stay. We're going into the off season. Knock on wood, healthy as long as you know, there's no hiccups during the off season. We're just a couple weeks away. Media day is on October second, followed by training camp from October third to October seventh, and then preseason will start on October tenth to the twentieth, and then we're right back into the grind. So, um, definitely so much to look forward to. Um, Anthony Black continues to release um, some off-season footage, so definitely take a look at that if you're itching for Magic content. And then for us, man, it's, that's that's a wrap, man. Until the following week, catch you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you. For all the latest Magic news and updates, visit orlandomagichq.com and follow us on Instagram at orlandomagichq and on Twitter at omagichq. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.